It's Wednesday. You know what that means. Ladies and gentlemen, friends, family, compadres, amigos, welcome back. Um, I had big plans last year. <laughs> I think we all did. Um, I went back and listened to the last episode of the Let's Level Up podcast recorded, which was uh, about this time last year. And, um, I was very hopeful. Um, boy. Boy, did that really, um, that really not turn out the way any of us would think it, huh? We're still in it. The pandemic. 2021. The craziness that is the U.S. political system. We're still in it. Um... But this podcast is not, I repeat, not about politics. It's not about pandemics. It's about gaming. It's about pop culture. It's about anything that's swirling around in my head that I can try to spin in a positive light. So I'm going to avoid those conversations. But I will say this. I hope that the last year for you and the months to come have been okay. And I always offer myself... If you need anything, please reach out to me. Always happy to talk. It's rough. Been there. We've all been there. And sometimes we just need somebody that will listen. And I'll listen. So hit me up on Twitter, at Let's Level Up, or on Facebook, or on Instagram, or wherever the case is, if you need someone to talk to. Uh, because again, I, I, I really feel like it'll help. Um, and I hope these next few months go really, really well for you. With that being said, welcome back to the let's level up podcast. It is, um, again, it started as a board gaming podcast. Uh, and then that kind of turned into video games and just gaming in general, uh, which I'm a huge gamer. Uh, we also talk a lot about wrestling. Uh, in fact, the cold open for this show is dedicated to Mr. John Huber, a.k.a. Luke Harper, a.k.a. Brody Lee, the exalted one, Big Rig. Uh, I loved that, man. Never got to meet him. Uh, and I don't uh, often fall into um, idolatry of celebrities. Uh, but he passed uh, earlier this month, or excuse me, at the end of December. And uh, it's been really rough. I actually I shed some tears over the man I've never met. Uh, he was a big part of why I started watching wrestling again. I thought what was going on with the Wyatt family at the time, that Shield versus Wyatt family feud specifically, was um, really, really cool. And uh, yeah, he's gone now. Leaves behind a family, two sons and a wife. And just uh, hundreds of, of friends um, who have nothing but amazing things to say about the man. And, uh, yeah, I miss him. I miss him. 
Uh, and I, I've never, ever reacted to a celebrity death. I can say this. Roddy Piper, I shed some tears for Piper. Uh, but Piper was a bit of an older man. He wasn't, he was in early 40s. You know, John was just a few years older than I am. In fact, John is as old as my brother John. And I don't know. It put, put a lot of things out, a lot of feelings that I've had out there. Uh, but I've shed my tears. I remember the man very fondly and um, hope you do too. Um, I'm trying to get this out of negative territory, um, but I'm struggling. And I think we all are a bit, um, some days anyway, to, to, to take life and, and through, <laughs> through sheer tyranny of will, uh, turn it into a positive and um, that's okay some days we can do it some days we won't some days we'll try really hard and fail and some days we'll, we'll, we'll nail it on the first shot and I think that's all okay as long as we're in it we're, we're still good and we're in it for sure what have I been gaming on I know the last year Last episode, I talked about how I was super obsessed with Crisis Protocol and Marvel Champions. That obsession has not faded. Uh, I've gotten everything from Marvel Champions that's come out so far. I am uh, a bit behind on Crisis Protocol. I've got like 10 minis that I need that are assembled and primed, ready for paint. Um, but man, it just released too quick and I wasn't able to keep up. Monetarily, wasn't able to keep up with what the end, end, end result was. Uh, coming in and they're still pumping things out like i haven't got any of the x-men yet i desperately want them so bad uh i can't wait to get my hands on those hope i can soon um but it'll be one one box at a time probably uh, over the next couple months so i'm just gonna be uh collecting those i think forever <laughs> and i hope anyways it's a great game if you haven't played it and you're into miniature war games i strongly recommend maybe my favorite um system and i'll say this i'm not super well versed in it um i've played a few but it is um one the ip is incredible obviously you know i'm a marvel fan um but it's been it's been a lot of fun i recently got clask and clask is a pretty damn good game you should check it out if you haven't already it's a basically a tabletop air hockey without the air um, it uses magnets and you control your player piece and, and try to try to get a ball on your enemy's goal and uh, first person to six points wins um, there are other ways that you can score points um, if you mess up and are too aggressive and uh, lose track of your player piece or you're you're happen to fall on your own goal or if you get these other magnetized white um uh, pegs onto your player piece you get more than one um, you'll lose points or excuse me, not lose points but your opponent gains points so you have to be very cognizant of where you're at in the board and uh, you can it's, it's it's just really fun super great you can play it in a two-player model which is like 60 bucks on amazon or a four-player model which is like 80 bucks um, i got the two-player set in my family ages five to 30 ish i will just say that uh all love it and um yeah, anytime we can get a game like that in where we all just really are big fans of it, um, I think it's great. Um, what else have we been playing a lot? Uh, I got an Xbox Series X uh, opening day. Magically. I went into a Walmart and they just happened to have a box with one there. And I asked if I could buy it and they said yes. 
and I got it. Uh, turns out that they weren't supposed to do that at all, uh, but I'm okay with it because <laughs> I got a Series X. That thing is amazing. As far as consoles go, it is so awesome to just click on a button and have it like instantly work and do things that you want. You usually we're, we're so used to loading times in the console space um, that it's, it's just it's really, really good. Uh, in fact, I've gone to some of my kids' consoles that are not the Series X and tried to like play and it just... Oh boy, like hurry up and load already. And when I play games online, um, I'm just waiting on like my friends, <laughs> my friends Xbox to load the map or whatever. And I'm, it's just it's just weird going back to that, even after a month or two. How long it's been? When did that come out? November. Uh, time is an illusion. I thought I just released a podcast a couple months ago, and come to find out that it's been a year how crazy is that um i worked out for five months last year and then it kind of got into a rut after the pandemic and um i ended up actually losing like 30 35 pounds and i've gained all of it back and probably plus a couple um since then i really need to to, to make an effort to start doing that a bit more regularly now because I felt amazing for a while and uh, you know it just it just stopped being a priority um, and things and it just I know how beneficial it is and I know how much it'll help it's just working up the um, working up the energy or the will to just do it and make it a regular habit that's that's the part where I'm struggling um but yeah i mean that's that's basically what i've been doing this last year just gaming and and trying to um make sure my kiddos are okay you know and that's that's um in my wife and and myself you know just trying to make sure my family is is okay with everything as much as we can be um i think like a lot of people we've adopted to these new normals and uh while it's far less than ideal it's um we've been okay and again, I, I, I really hope that you have as well. Um, I'm super fortunate. Uh, you know, I was able to continue working throughout everything. Still working today. In fact, work is, is fantastic. Uh, it's it's amazing to be at a place that, that people genuinely care. And it's not just uh, something you say. You know, it's not just a, a crappy motivational poster on the wall. I hope everybody gets to feel that. Um, genuinely, that'd be amazing. Uh, what's going on in gaming news? Here's what I'm super excited for. Board gaming-wise, I have uh, a bat, um, Frosthaven, and uh, I'm so looking forward to that. Um, I've been playing a lot of Gloomhaven. We actually got Jaws of the Lion as well. And that's good. So um, if you don't know what Gloomhaven is... Uh, Gloomhaven is an RPG in a box. Um, it's basically a giant campaign. Uh, and it has... We've actually talked about it on this podcast before. But it's like 20 pounds of cardboard and plastic miniatures. Uh, and you, you can play it for months and months and months. Um, I, I've played Gloomhaven, my copy, probably 15 times. Um, I'm still nowhere close to finishing it. 
Um, and honestly, it's a bit daunt. It's a bit of a, a chore to set up. I mean, there's a lot to it. In fact, it's one of the only games that I actually went and bought an organizer for. Uh, and I'm glad I did because it made it much easier to do. Uh, Jaws of the Lion is um, a, basically a streamlined version of Gloomhaven. It doesn't have like any map tiles. And it uses the kind of the storybook approach. So when you flip over a page, there's your map and you play off the book. Uh, which, you know, some of these newer RPGs are doing like Stuff Fables. Um, that did it and did it very well. Uh, so that, that's been really cool. Um, and what else? It has fewer tokens and things. Uh, and it really just kind of streamlines Gloomhaven. So you get a very cool Gloomhaven uh, feel without like the 30 minutes of setup and the 30 minutes of teardown at the end of the game. So if you haven't yet and you're looking for an awesome RPG, check out Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lion. I know Target had it forever. I think you can get it at most most um, uh, brick-and-mortar uh, hobby stores now. Um, I see it at my Target all the time and at my, at my local game store. Uh, highly recommend. If you're a fan of Dungeons & Dragons, check out Gloomhaven. Uh, it doesn't have any role-playing opportunity other than like the mechanical role-playing sense, so you don't... You don't have to talk with a funny voice or anything like that. You just you go through a dungeon and you make decisions and you fight bad guys and you collect treasure and your character gets stronger and then that character will eventually retire and then you pick a new character and then you keep going and then you unlock other characters as you play and other parts of the world that you can explore and it's just really, really neat. Uh, and Frosthaven is the continuation of that. Um, obviously, I think there's going to be some lessons learned uh, from Gloomhaven in, in the previous installments that I hope get implemented. And uh, I am so looking forward to it, even though I'm so behind on Gloomhaven. Um, I just really enjoy the mechanics in the game. And, um, you know, it was on it was on Kickstarter, and I felt I wanted to back it because I was such a big fan of the original. So there we go. I'm looking forward to that. <clears throat> I've also got Marvel United, uh, which I believe is an Eric Lang game. Simon game for sure. I believe it's Eric Lang that designed it. Um, I was really bothered by the distribution. And please, Kickstarters, stop doing this. If you fund your game through Kickstarter, your Kickstarter backers should get the game first. Not on, t on top of that, it should be at the lowest possible cost. I saw Marvel United on the shelves at Walmart a full month before I got my copy of the game and it was uh, $20 less and I don't know if it was just my Walmart messed something up or what the case was but it was incredibly frustrating to see that as somebody who who backed it um, I'm still waiting on all the the cool stuff that I backed I haven't gotten it so I've got the base game and that's it um, you know I don't know. Simon makes incredibly beautiful games, and they have some amazingly talented designers. But that that business practice just really irks me. What about am I, am I making too much out of that? Let me know. Let me know what you think. If you back something on Kickstarter, and then you saw it on shelves a full month before you got your copy, and it was less expensive, I think I backed it at like ninety bucks, which includes. I mean, it did it did include the the base game, and it included um. I know I made sure to get the Punisher figure, obviously. I'm such a big Punisher fan. Uh, I believe I got the Sinister Six stuff as well. I don't I don't know if I got the Infinity Gauntlet uh, piece of things. I don't I don't think I did. Uh, but, you know, it was at one of the highest backing levels. 
Um, and it was just a little little frustrating to see. Uh, video game wise, I've been playing um, uh, Naruto to Boruto Shinobi Strikers, which is a MOBA on console and PC. Check it out if you haven't. It's a great. Uh, it was on game, Xbox Game Pass for a long time, uh, and I don't think it is anymore, unfortunately. Uh, and I think we talked about that before. But basically, it's a um, you customize your character, your your ninja, and you have um, three abilities and a passive, uh, three abilities and a defense, or something like that. So you basically have four abilities that you can you can customize your kit. And as you play the game, you can go to different uh, masters and learn their techniques and things. So you could have um, you know, Sasuke's Chidori and Daedara's like um, dragon that explodes or whatever. Uh, so it's it's really neat the power combinations you set. Um, there's a, there's a pretty well established meta I think, but I've I've tried to avoid getting into that. I'm gonna just try to make my characters the way I I, I like them. So probably trashed here uh, in terms of progression wise, but it's still a ton of fun. Also, like, um, 60-something hours into Assassin's Creed Valhalla. If you, if you, if you haven't played Odyssey, um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I, I recommend it. But Valhalla takes a lot of what made Odyssey really cool and kind of tunes it a bit. Um, I really love the equipment system. And I, I'm not picking constantly up trash items to, to, to disassemble for resources and whatnot. Um, I really love that. Once I get an item, I can continue to upgrade that item over and over and over again until it's like the best thing I've got. Um, and that's really cool. And then there's basically sets that you'll go and collect. So there'll be a bunch of different armor sets and different weapons and things. And I hear that um, you know, Mjolnir and Thor's armor's in the game, but you have to do like special things to get those unlocked. I haven't gotten that far yet. I'm still going through the story at 60-something hours in. Um, but I, I think I made the mistake that I went basically completing every zone to 100% and um, I've got a bit of fatigue on it right now. Again, 65 hours in, you expect to be done. Um, so right now I'm trying to just go and finish up the story and then I'll make the decision of whether or not I keep going after that. Um, but it's fun and the, 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 whole, the whole Viking thing I think is really a neat touch. Although it's a bit... Um, it's a bit washed. Um, they don't they don't talk about a lot of the bad things that I'm sure your character had a part in uh, during this period of history. Um, you're you're basically a, a pretty good person, which is which is fine. And I'm sure there were Vikings that were like that, but history also lets us know that there were a lot of really awful things that we did. Uh, and the thing that bothers me is that if you accidentally kill a civilian, you'll get a um, what is it? You'll get like an animus error. Or whatever, and it'll say like you'll disconnect your character from the animus if you continue to kill civilians. And at the same time, you're literally performing raids where you have to go into villages and just murder people, uh, just dozens. But it's okay because they have a sword, you know. Uh, at least they're armed. It, I guess it falls in the Viking the Viking way. Um, so I thought that I think that's a little silly, but you know, it's um, it's okay. The game's still really good. So many things to unlock and do. Uh, and the little side quests and like mysteries that you find as you're exploring the world are really fun. Some of them are really funny. And uh, some of them are really great. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just solid. Solid, solid game. 
Uh, what's not great is Watchdog Legions, which I played and beat. Um, I think it was the first game that I had with my um, with my Series X. And oh man, I was so incredibly frustrated by the end of that game. Frustrated even. Um, I hated it at the end. Um, and here, so here's my thing. Spoilers. I know my buddy Drigo may listen to this. He's currently playing the game on his stream. Drigo Unlimited is the name of his stream. You may see the kid, myself, pop into that stream from time to time. And I basically play a, um, a heel wrestler on his stream. And uh, his his nemesis, um, although he is, he is a very good dude and I love him. Um, anyway, he uh, he's currently playing it. So Drigo, spoiler alert, you may not want to listen to the next minute and a half or two of this podcast. My big problem with Watch Dog Legions, the whole play as any one character is really fun, but it it um, means that you don't care about anyone, right? There's no there's no emotional tie to any of the characters. You can just basically use them once, discard them forever, and you don't have to worry about it at all moving forward. Uh, and to me, that's a big problem. And and uh, more more so is that the the story of the game itself has zero consequences at the end of the game you're you're you have to perform a mission where you um kill your ai companion and uh after the credits roll your ai companion is 100 percent back to life it's like c3po all over again like you make a big to do about having to take this thing out which by the way didn't work on me because the ai was kind of a dick the whole time and so why? Why do I care? I don't. It's not It's not a character that I resonate, resonate with me at all. Um, it was just a snarky a-hole for the sake of being a snarky a-hole. And there was no redeeming Han Solo quality to him at all. I'm going to keep mixing in Star Wars references here. Uh, so there's my spoiler. Um, the other part is the game was extremely, extremely buggy at the end. To the point where I played, I think, three hours and the game glitched on me at the end of the game and uh, I couldn't complete the mission so I said okay well I'm just going to turn it off and then I'll pick it back up and uh, hopefully I'll be at it like, like my most recent save point I'll just try it again and see if it glitches again only to come find out that it didn't save any of my progress for that three hours and I legitimately had to go back through and do it all again so I did and it did it again and I, sh- I actually posted on Twitter about it I-, I didn't know if I was going to finish the game I was so angry at it um, I ended up looking at a couple different threads and there was a way that if you do like one mission at a time and then manually save your game, you can make sure that you'll at least be back to that point. So that's what I started doing. I did one thing, I saved it, I stopped, I went back to it and I did one more. And then so like when the glitches happened, uh, I would only be lost 10, 15 minutes rather than the hours that I had. But legitimately was close to beating the game twice and ended up losing like six hours of progress. And it's just like, I'm over it. If you're a triple A studio, test your stuff. I understand. I understand their deadlines. I understand that, that, that there's, there's this whole idea of, of getting product to market. But if your product is not good, you're going to really really hurt yourself 
see Cyberpunk as a reason why. Cyberpunk is probably the most anticipated video game um, from a studio that I can remember. I mean, at least at least anticipated on my eye. I mean, I, I think a lot of people look forward to the like the AAA yearly Call of Duties, 2Ks, Maddens, like those games. All of those are anticipated. Uh, I try not to pay for those games because it's legitimately just the same thing all the time. Um, but yeah, Cyberpunk, we've got this, you know, it's an old IP, but it's new to a lot of people. It's an RPG from CD Projekt Red, which is, you know, could do no wrong prior to the Cyberpunk release. Uh, Witcher 3 is, um, uh, one of my favorite games on the last gen of technology. Just incredible, incredible game. Um, yeah. So then that came out. Obviously, what happened? What happened? And the game was unplayable for a lot of people. Uh, I actually booted it up on my Series X. I pre-ordered it. I didn't return it. Uh, I didn't ask for my money back. Um, only because I, I understand just how bad that is for a studio. I know there are a lot of talented people who probably worked on that project and probably knew it wasn't in the position it was to release, hence all of the we're going to hold off on releasing things. Um, and so I booted it and it just didn't, it didn't look good at all. Like, comparison on Series X, to, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla looked uh, immeasurably better, in my opinion. Uh, and I, I was talking to a friend of mine, shout out to Andy, uh, about it. And I said, does it look bad to you? Like, when I compare it to Valhalla, it's just, it looks bad. And he said, yeah, but Valhalla does have the benefit of having those amazing, like, landscape shots and things. Uh, which is probably true. I mean, there's just some incredibly gorgeous, like, environments in Valhalla. And you don't really have that in a, a neo-noir cyberpunk city. Um... So there is there is that. Um, it just didn't look great. So I knew that there was going to be some graphical improvements coming whenever it finally got optimized for Series X. So I decided I'm not going to play this. I'm going to wait until that's done. Um, I ended up checking out for about a couple hours after the first series of patches, and it was better. Um, there was an HDR patch that they put in that made things a lot softer and, and better looking, sharper. S softer and sharper at the same time in certain areas, and the colors looked far less washed out. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, just release the game when it's ready to be released. Sorry, investors. Sorry, the people that are footing the bill. If you push a studio to the point where they're releasing subpar product, you're never going to see the return on your investment. And, and Cyberpunk was bad enough that I don't I don't know if, um, if, if that... That that sting's gonna be there for a while. Like Witcher Four has got to be perfect. <laughs> it's got to be absolutely perfect. Um. So yeah, just stop doing that. People will wait. I promise. As long as the game is worth waiting for. But when you de delay a game twice or three times and you you release it and some people legitimately can't play it because it's so buggy. That's a big problem. Uh, and again, I never saw any of those bugs personally. I just, I just, 
thought it was just kind of janky. It felt felt bad. Like it didn't feel good to move around and, and interface with things, uh, and it looked bad. So that's that's what was my big like. Hey, hang, just just hold on. So I have it. I still haven't played it. I'm waiting on the big update. That should fix a lot of those things. Uh, and I think that's it. That's basically my last few months. I've been playing my Xbox Series X like crazy. Um, I did end up scoring a PS5 with... Uh, I got a Christmas bonus at work and got myself a new chair, which has been awesome. I got my, my wife a pot and pan set, and then I sold my PS4 Pro and um, on eBay for $260. Uh, um and uh, I mean, I was able to take that, like whatever my leftover from my my five hundred dollar uh, from Christmas budget or Christmas bonus, you know, which is not a ton. It's not a ton of money. It's not like I'm talking Griswold's pool money, uh, but I really, really appreciated it nonetheless. Especially with as hard of a year as we had, it was cool to get anything at all. Um, so very, very fortunate for that. Got my wife a new pot and pan set, like I said, and she, she, I think she loved that. And uh, yeah, you know, we're just living life. Uh, so here's here's what's coming up um, on the podcast. Going to have a lot of friends on. Uh, industry friends, just personal friends that are lifelong gamers. And um, we're going to have a bit more fun and do some regular content here. We're probably not going to go to a weekly release schedule. Uh, but, um, yeah, more stuff coming for you very soon. I hope you enjoy. I hope you're doing well. And... Like I said last year and the year before that, remember that you, the person listening to this podcast, are an amazing individual. Yep. You may have screwed up. You may have done things you're not proud of. But at the end of the day, you've got today. You've got tomorrow. You've got all the opportunity in the world to be amazing. And you are. So just do it. All right, guys and gals. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you taking the 30 minutes listening to this podcast. We're on Spotify. You have all you people who are listening on Apple, you can you can pull us up on Spotify. Let's Level Up podcast. Let's Level Up. Link's on the website, letslevelup.net. Thank you. And until next time, game on.